Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I had it my way, uh, and then I've, I've spoken to the head of the UAW. I'd shut down every General Motors assembly plant in Canada, the United States, to get their attention. I'm sick and tired of all of our jobs. Same with the UAW, losing all of our jobs to Mexico. I'm sick and tired of the fact that they announced the closure of assembly plant here in Canada, four in the United States, not doing anything in Mexico. So it's just the same old argument that we've had for the last 15 months over NAFTA, and we've had enough. Jerry Diaz speaking out today, trying to figure out where, what did he miss? Like, how could he possibly not have known, you know? And what happens now? What happens now that GM is leaving? In May, you might recall, Magna was waving the warning flag that Canada uh, is moving in the wrong direction, that no long-term planning is being done to make auto production, you know, modernized. There's no way to get us into the next chapter. So this warning came months ago that not only are we not keeping up, but the country is just simply not competitive. We have too many regulations. Taxes are too high, and we can't keep up. you got to wonder if GM is, you know, pulling out, are the others? Who's next? And what would that signal? Because after a while, you're going to have a lot of jittery nerves. Certainly in the auto, there's lots of nerves in the auto sector right now, from parts to the scrap dealers to the car sales. Like, everyone's going to be nervous, and it's only going to take, you know, one or two more bad headlines till we could very well see the market collapse. Let's bring in Ian Lee to this conversation, business professor over at Carleton, Carleton University. Um, you know, of is this a one-off or is this going to be a trend? Ian, the one question that kind of keeps coming back is like, how, how did our leaders get, you know, caught so flat-footed on this particular announcement? Um, you know, it's a good question. Uh, I, I think GM was keeping this pretty close to their vest because they're publicly traded, and if the rumors leak, it starts to affect the share price and that sort of thing. But, but at the same time, notwithstanding what I just said, um, I think the leaders should be aware of our declining competitiveness in Ontario. I have been making this argument for, my mm-hmm. goodness me, several years. I mean, it, this didn't start yesterday. And, and, and sorry, I just want to make a distinction here. There's two separate sets of issues. There's GM itself, and I fully acknowledge that they've been declining. And in fact, I've been teaching GM in my case, as a case study in my classes for 30 years, and I've been arguing that they've been declining for 30 years, and they were. They culminated in the bankruptcy of 2009. So let's, let's put that out there. But then on top of that, there's, there's the, the, the firm, and then there's the, the, the environment in which it is in. And firms have choices, especially multinationals. They can go to other countries. And we, I think, have been, I've argued, are declining in Ontario, our competitiveness, and we've been making it worse and worse by piling on carbon taxes, piling on CPP premium increases, driving up the minimum wage, which doesn't just affect the minimum wage, but it pushes up the scales of all the wages. And so all of this taken together, a weak team, a weak company, finds itself in a where it has to make some closures. So where is it going to close? 
in the economies where they have uh, the the best uh, environment, that is to say, where they can make more money because it's not a heavy tax uh, environment, or are they going to close somewhere else? So what they did is they optimized. They looked around the world and said, gee whiz, we close those plants in Ontario, they're not as competitive, and we will relocate somewhere else. So is your, I mean, Magna in the spring had been waving the flags. They're saying, hey, we are, you know, we're starting to get real concerned with the direction Canada is going and we're not competitive. Do you get the sense that GM signals that others will follow? Like, is this the beginning of the end of of Ontario's auto sector? Um, I will tell you what I am uh, writing, and I've been working on an article for two years, and that's my own fault that I didn't get it finished, because I've been doing other research on other articles. But I've been working on an article on the Ontario auto manufacturing industry for about two years, doing the research, and comparing it to the U.S., uh, and principally the U.S., and I'm talking, there's two separate auto manufacturing centers or uh, regions in the U.S. One is what we all know about, the Midwest, which we colloquially call Detroit, Mm -hmm. and the other is the U.S. South. And what I've been arguing in this article, which I hope to finish soon now, I was arguing and predicting the ultimate decline and elimination of the auto sector from Ontario because we are, the wages are the highest in Ontario vis-a-vis right area around Michigan, and they in turn are higher than the Deep South. And on top of that, we have a declining competitiveness in terms of our economy. So you've got wages and product that are too high, productivity in the auto sector that is lower than the states, and we have a declining or depreciating environment because the taxes are going up because of government. So all around, it is not hospitable for investment. And so firms make decisions. And so I predicted when I started this article, my premise was that I was going to predict that within 10 years, we, Canada, will be out of auto manufacturing completely. And yet we give billions of dollars. We buy, you know, temporary relief. We get nothing in return. The government writes it off. The taxpayer stuck on the bill with absolutely nothing and no plan moving forward to make us competitive. And so tonight the parliamentarians are all having this emergency debate and the unions yeah. are saying we're not going anywhere. But the reality is they, they can't do anything. Yes. In fact, I, uh, back in 2009, I said something that was, I mean, I was getting really nasty uh, hate mail, I assure you, from uh, complete strangers. I was arguing then we shouldn't bail out GM and Chrysler. It wasn't because I was some kind of a savage person that said, oh, let's go and throw these workers over the edge, over the cliff. What I argued then and now, we should not be bailing out companies to use that language, we should be bailing out workers. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say bailing out, that's just a colorful <clears throat> phrase, meaning spend that money and retrain the dickens out of them and train them. If there's no jobs in auto sector, let's yeah. retrain them as plumbers, retrain them as electricians, retrain them as carpenters. We have looming job shortages in this economy. I mean, this is well known. It's been written up in the Financial Post. StatsCan talks about it. The Ontario Chamber of Commerce talks about it. So don't bail out companies. Bail out workers, and I mean by that, retrain them. And the ones who are too old, and I, I mean by that they're you know within five years of retirement and they yeah. just don't have the motivation give them a special bridge pension that will take them until they can go on their regular old age pension or Canada pension or whatever. But a lot of these workers, most of these workers can be retrained, especially with these shortages coming up. We see this as doom and gloom. The world has come to an end, and this is because, and I, I fully acknowledge, 
we made a lot of mistakes, our leadership, both federally and provincially, uh, on, on dealing with this file. Okay, that's water under the bridge. Now, going forward, we should be reinvesting in these workers, retrain them where there are shortages. We know where there are shortages, and we should be retraining them for them. Stay tuned. All right, Ian, thanks so much for the insight. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks very much. That is Ian Lee, business professor over at Carleton University. Yeah, train them. Yeah, you would think all that stuff had been done with all the money we've given out. That doesn't happen. Coming up in the next hour, of course, we'll talk to Charlie. I'm sure he has a thought or two on this. Uh, Up at the 9.30 hour, we will talk about a very big headline coming up about Russia. Again, on the creep for annexation of Ukraine. And it's getting serious. Tensions have been running high for a few months now, but late late yesterday, some really, really crazy stuff started happening. So we'll talk about that coming up with Matthew Fisher. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.